0: God Has a Plan, Part 8 of this series, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. Lifting the veil of deception that settled ever so stealthily and quietly on the earth, separating God and man as Eve communed with the master deceiver, the cosmic prognosticator, the most evil of all magicians, is the job description of the revealer today. It is wisdom, the message of truth, the spirit of the word that exposes this evil that has been blinding humanity to the light and power of God since the garden. Wisdom is tearing holes in the veil, shredding it to pieces, allowing light and the promises of God to filter in. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29 declares, Once wisdom exposes truth to mankind, that revelation belongs to them forever, and their children also. If they will embrace it. Deuteronomy chapter 29, verse 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever, that we may do all the words of this law. As wisdom and understanding merge in human spirits, uniting the body of Christ, knowledge from the tree of life can no longer be restrained from earth by the enemy. A new breed of people are coming into focus. They are ones raised on the fruit of life that see through the veil of lies as they have both knowledge and an unobstructed access to God. No longer is there a veil of separation. The temple veil was rent from top to bottom as a result of Christ's sacrificial death to pay for our sins, past and present. God is reunited with His people. But the veil symbolized something else as well. A new generation would be birthed that would allow the veil of deception on their hearts to be circumcised or rent from top to bottom by the sword of the Spirit. A people not afraid of change, as truth is revealed and false doctrine exposed. The lies of the tree of good and evil that have been separating God from man since the garden are soon to be destroyed for all that will hear and believe. This circumcised people can now give Christ full access and occupancy to dwell in them, using them as his body to manifest to earth and its inhabitants the rest of his glorious victory over death, hell, and the grave. Jesus can now enter freely the most holy place in his temple as the high priest and come boldly into the throne of our hearts. We are his temple. And therefore our hearts are the inner chamber of the king. It is here the kingdom is birthed. Here also his people find protection in the day of the Lord, because they are separated from the world and one with the word. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 6. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your descendants to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul that you may live. Isaiah says it this way, Isaiah, chapter 26, verse 20. Come, my people, into your chambers and shut your doors behind you, the doors of your hearts. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment from the world being destroyed until the indignation is past. So the veil that separated the Holy of Holies in the temple of Jerusalem was rent to reunite man to God, destroy the lies of Satan and the veil of deception that encompassed Eve, and to reunite God to man through circumcision from the systems of the world and the fables and lies of its ruler. Children, born through eighth-day knowledge, understand the promises in God's covenants and have entered in to receive them. This creates vessels much different than those of the traditional church world, As they drink from a different fountain, they therefore react differently from what the church as a whole would consider the norm as they function through the word, the sword of God at the direction of the Holy Spirit. They are like the wind to the carnal man. They can sense them, but do not understand where they came from or see who or what they are. John, chapter 3, verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. As the body of Christ, armed in truth, they are God's sword against Leviathan, which is the perverted church, the bride of Satan, also known as Babylon. Isaiah, chapter 27, verse 1. Prophesies of this end time battle. In that day, the Lord, through his body, with his severe sword, great and strong, armed with the word, will punish Leviathan, the fleeing serpent, Leviathan, that twisted serpent, and he will slay the reptile that is in the sea of humanity. The eighth day people will not be afraid to attack church traditions either. They will rip out pagan worship and use the sword of the Spirit to thrust through the heart of false doctrines. They will reveal the lives of Satan and pierce through man's intellect. Satan has tried frantically to conceal Christ's victory over him from the world. But the eighth-day people are shouting it boldly across the earth. It is a fact. The Word has conquered the lie, defeated all that opposes God and his family and has, in fact, made a way for all creation to be set free. The bright and morning star defeated the day star, and the sword of God has defeated the sword of Satan. Or we can say it this way, the tree of life prevailed against the tree of good and evil. Christ is the Lord of Lords, King of Kings, victor over all. Satan and his followers, on the other hand, claim Christ did not really die but lived to raise a family of people with descendants still in existence. They are, simply put, the counterfeit of the new generation. Galatians chapter 3, verse 29, clearly tells us who the family of God is. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. He claims also that a spear pierced the side of Christ trying to hide the fact that the sword of truth actually defeated the sword of lies. Let us look at some scripture that has been concealed from many, starting in Zechariah chapter 13, verse 7, concerning the sword versus the spear. Awake, O sword, Satan, against my shepherd, Jesus, against the man who is my companion, says the Lord of hosts. Strike the shepherd, and the sheep will be scattered. Then I will turn my hand against the little ones. In Matthew chapter 26, verse 31, Jesus claims this prophecy for himself. Then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. So, Jesus was the shepherd, and Satan the sword God used to take his life. It was all a plan of God, so Christ could resurrect the victor over death, hell, and the grave for mankind. Do you see the irony of it all? God used Satan to accomplish his victory. In Luke chapter 2, verse 35, the Lord's mother was prophesied to concerning the sword also, when she brought the infant Jesus to the temple. Luke chapter 2 verse 35 Yes a sword will pierce through your own soul also or as well as your child's that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed out of the mouth of two witnesses Zechariah and Simeon a thing shall be established a sword pierced the side of Christ not a spear 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 1, gives us the spiritual law as a basis for judging truth. This will be the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. In lieu of the above scripture, let it be known there is only one account saying the weapon that pierced Christ's side was a spear. Hmm... Also, there are absolutely no prophecies foretelling a spear would be used, only a sword. Why? The whole life of the Messiah was very well foreshadowed in prophecy on all other accounts. Could it be that the spear is just another cover-up lie of Satan? For the more studious, early history also shows the spear of Longinus was also actually known first as the double-edged sword. Peter warned the church of cunningly devised fables in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, and Paul warned those in Coloss, in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8, to name a few, but the church would not obey. This makes it very difficult for the church today to decipher the truth from a lie. But the revealers are loosing that which God has concealed and protected for this in time. Truth, untouched by man or Satan, is being revealed, and the new generation is cutting their teeth on it. They are growing and maturing into the full stature of Christ, forming the Church Triumphant. All creation, somewhere deep in their being, are aware this generation is coming and await the children of the dawn's arrival eagerly with hope. They know instinctively the message from the Tree of Life will restore them as they recognize the eighth-day children speak the language of the Creator. Their message renews and will give birth to a new heaven and a new earth. In closing, listen closely, children. The voice of the Revealer is speaking wisdom on the wind, straight from the heart of the tree of life, even now. Be assured, our wonderful, loving God, has a perfect blueprint all along for the restoration of his family and their home. God had a plan.